Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. This is episode 239, and today we're going to be studying the writings of St. Hippolytus. Now, what we're doing is studying some of the early church writings about biblical prophecy. And we have just covered the Didache, in case you weren't with us. Uh, Didache is a word that comes straight through in English from the Greek. Didache means teaching, the teaching. And it's referring to the earliest church teachings that was given to those who were coming into the Catholic Church, many from the pagan world. So we studied prophecy and prophets in the Didache, that early church writing. And today we're going to be studying Hippolytus, and he is enormously important when you're studying biblical prophecy, really important. In fact, I'll tell you what I'm hoping for, and this is a big hope. I'm hoping that today's 15 minutes studying Hippolytus may impact your views on biblical prophecy for the remainder of your life. That's a pretty big deal, okay? Now, I'm going to introduce Hippolytus, and then we're going to study his writings in a few episodes in the future, but I have five things I'm going to share with you about Hippolytus, and you don't have to remember them all except for number two and number five, okay? And I'll repeat number two and five after we get through one through five. But number one, Hippolytus was the most important theologian of the third century Catholic Church, okay? Two, Hippolytus wrote the very first complete commentary on a book of Scripture in the entire history of the church. In other words, he was a pioneer in Scripture interpretation. My study is filled with books that are biblical commentaries on various books of the Bible, which, you know, if you're teaching Scripture, you're teaching theology, you're studying Christianity, you'll have commentaries on Scripture. Well, Hippolytus launched all this. He, he wrote the first complete commentary on any book of the Bible, and that commentary happened to be on the prophet Daniel. Daniel's a book of biblical prophecy loaded with it, and so we have a very early, 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 the earliest commentary on Scripture in his commentary on Daniel. That was number two. This is very important. And also, along with number two, he also wrote a treatise on the Antichrist, right along with his commentary on Daniel. So if you're studying biblical prophecy and don't kind of dig into politics, well, you're just missing out on a whole lot of info, okay? Now, how do you get this? Um, I, I really couldn't find a good book that's affordable um, but you can get Hippolytus's commentary on Daniel and his treatise on the Antichrist if you go to ccel.org, ccel.org, and that's the Christian Catholics Library, and in volume five, it will be, the whole volume will be entitled The Fathers of the Third Century, 
and particularly you'll see Hippolytus and Cyprian listed there, okay? And you can contact us, askthehost at gmail.com if you need a, a, a link to find the commentary on Hippolytus. And when we get done with this, you're, you're going to want it. So, And I'll be mentioning it in future broadcasts. Okay, number three. Hippolytus was the last major Roman theologian. He lived in Rome, but writing in Greek. And one of the reasons his teachings is, is overlooked and was overlooked is that as the church shifted to Latin and many people lost an understanding of Greek, well, since Hippolytus was writing in Greek, it tended to be overlooked. And that was one of the two reasons his works may have been neglected over time. Number four, want to get this out on the table. Hippolytus was elected as the first schismatic pope in history. Okay, there was a genuine pope and there was a dissident group and they elected Hippolytus as a schismatic pope. And you think, whoa, what are you talking about this? Well, there were... um, there was really a very sharp differing view of how wishy-washy, lax Catholics should be treated sternly and kind of shake them up or uh, treated very gently and shepherded along the path very gradually. And Apollotus was with the group, you know, the hardcore, so to speak. And so he was basically... um, a schismatic pope. That's that's not good, okay? But there was a very fierce persecution that broke out about 202 AD, and Hippolytus was exiled along with the true pope. He was a later pope, uh, but the true pope. So Hippolytus and the true pope were both exiled together. And the wonderful thing about persecution, it is that when you're in jail together, you realize that somebody has a slightly different view of theology than you. I call it your first cousin is not your enemy. In nice peace times, I've been so involved in the pro-life movement, and pro-lifers are just superb at dividing themselves over, you know, strategies to pass pro-life legislation, or homeschoolers divide themselves over the best way to homeschool, or, you know, but when you're in jail together— you know, it's a whole different perspective, and they were both martyred together, and Hippolytus was reconciled to the church. He died a martyr. He's a saint in the Catholic Church, okay? That was number four. This is a very interesting guy, but number five is supremely important, okay? Hippolytus was born about 170. He wrote his commentary on Daniel about 204. They know he wrote it sometime between 202 and 205. The best date that I found so far is 204, okay? The persecutions broke out in 202, and he was martyred in 235. But here's the biggie. Just remember this. Number two, Hippolytus wrote the first full commentary on any book of the Bible, and it was a commentary on the prophet Daniel, and he also wrote a treatise on the Antichrist, okay? And then along with that, the year 202. With that, there could be a radical change in your entire, entire view of biblical prophecy. Let me unpack this. Apollotus was close to the source. He was a disciple 
of Irenaeus, who in turn was a disciple of Polycarp, and Polycarp personally knew St. John, St. John, the man who wrote the book of Revelation. So you have St. John, Polycarp, Irenaeus, and in this link, Irenaeus and Hippolytus are joined together. In other words, there's not a huge amount of time. St. John, there are differences of opinion, but he probably lived into the late 90s, uh, died shortly sometime before the year 100. So it's slightly over 100 years gap between St. John dying, a couple of uh, generations of church fathers, and then Hippolytus. And I'm just putting this in a framework for my own self. Uh, I, I was kind of surprised to think this this week as I was trying to illustrate this, but my mother and father were both born over 100 years ago. And I know about their childhood. I knew about their birth, you know, and I also knew about their parents because they were my grandparents. I knew about that. I'm a living, close-to-the-source person who can tell you about my parents and grandparents, and uh, I really appreciate it. I didn't appreciate it as much when I was younger, but particularly towards the end of my mother's life, she outlived my father by quite a bit. I ask a whole lot about what things were like back then, okay? Well, the same thing. Hippolytus lived back then, and myself included, okay, uh, who are you going to listen to, me <laughs> or some of your favorite apologist or Bible prophecy teacher living in the year 2000 and something, or somebody in 202, the first one to write a book on biblical prophecy in commenting on a whole prophetic book of the Bible. This is big. Okay, now here it is. This is the important fact you need to know when you're trying to understand biblical prophecy. There are various schools, and I'm not going to get in every one and just confuse everybody to no end. I'm just going to mention two. There's first is what I call the extreme preterist. A preterist is a person who believes that in the prophetic books are historical references. Now, I'm, in that sense, a preterist. I do believe, and this is often overlooked by our rapture in any moment friends, that there are historical things in the book of Revelation. There are historical things in Jesus' teachings about the end times. There are historical mentions in the book of Daniel, like to Antiochus Epiphanes. But those historical preferences, say like according to St. Jerome, the historical reference back in Daniel for Antiochus is to the final Antichrist. So, so there's both a preterist or a historical and a future. But the extreme preterist, and you know, Catholics are as good as this at Protestants. You take a great idea and press it too far. That's what an extreme preterist is. And so the great tribulation, the great apostasy, the Antichrist, uh, that Antichrist feature, uh, figure rising in the book of Revelation, the beast, they say, oh, that's all first century. That's all first century. I call this taking a Valium pill, a uh, prophetic Valium pill. Don't worry about the future. It's all past. That's extreme preterism, okay? The futurist would say, and I would call more of a balanced futurist, not all things in biblical prophecy are yet future, but 
There are many things and important things and major things that are about to happen. But did you know that the majority of Catholic authors, speakers, theologians, media hosts, and professional apologists are extreme preterists? That's right. Now, there's good examples of those who aren't, like Ralph Martin uh, is an example of a person who has that balance between preterism, the past, and futurist. Now, there needs to be a critical reading of the early Christian writers because you have to realize that doctrinal clarity might very well develop a better and clearer understanding as the centuries progress. So you don't want to just take something an early church father say, oh, well, that's it because it's early. But here's something just to keep this real simple. What if the earliest Christian writing about biblical prophecy lines up exactly with the catechism of the Catholic Church today? Bingo! You have the accurate picture. Hippolytus, writing in 2004 AD, saw a futuristic understanding of, and listen carefully, a future Antichrist, a future tribulation, a future persecution by the Antichrist. And Daniel, Revelation, and Jesus in the Gospels are warning about future events. And he wrote this in 204. And the preterist, the extreme preterist, says it all happened in the first century. Well, if in 204 he's looking into the future, we have a problem, Houston, with extreme preterism. Catechism of the Catholic Church, section 675 and 677. 675 and 677, it'll take you 45 seconds to read, will show you that the church today believes what Apollotus said in 204. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 239 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.